to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I am your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 56 of the podcast. All right, guys, it's just me today, and I am excited to bring you today's podcast. Uh, I think it's going to be a little shorter. I feel like the podcasts have gotten away from me a little in terms of length. And, um, you know, I can't really fault it when it's the interviews. I let let the interviews go as long or as short as I I feel that they, you know, will be valuable to you. Um, But I do want to kind of keep the episodes more in the half hour range moving forward, uh, at least the ones that are just me. Um, because I feel like any longer than that, and I, I might start to lose people, and I think I should be able to say what I want to say in a half an hour, and if I'm talking longer than that, I'm probably talking about stuff that's not necessary. So, that is my commitment to you moving forward. Going to keep this episode to 30 minutes or less <laughs> um, to get your uh, quick listening in for the week and help you keep yourself focused on that goal that you're working on. Uh, we only have about four weeks left, so hopefully you're uh, nearing the home stretch, as I am with my goal and my course. That's uh, going pretty well. I gotta gotta say I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, my decision to uh, enroll in the class. So anyway, yeah, we're in week eleven, and so let's get right into it. I have a quick topic of the day from Reddit. And uh, it's not really something to discuss as much as just read. So I have here Adam Andy Aham, or something like that, uh, makes a post called, Don't Let the Burnout Get the Best of You. I've been thinking, crazy I know, this semester has probably been the most difficult I've encountered so far, and it's only number four. I've registered for 14 credits and I'm working part-time as well. As of now, I'm completely failing one of those classes, and the rest are not going so well either. What's worse, for about three years now, I've been the victim of depression and anxiety, making suicide and self-hatred a part of my daily life. Those suicidal thoughts generally haven't frequented recently. As anxiety has spoken to my perfectionist mind, I've found that suicide has crept back into my list of options. This flagged it for me. I realized this morning that it's not worth doing everything. At this point, even though my perfectionism tells me I just have to work harder and get better grades, I know it's not worth trying to sacrifice my sanity for good grades. Later on, I can make some changes, but right now I plan on focusing on doing what I can and letting go, letting go of what I can't. My advice, for what it's worth, to those who are with me in being burned out in college, take care of yourself first. Problems can be resolved later, but the most important thing to do is recognize your limits and don't try to be Superman or Superwoman. If you feel like you need psychological help like I do, go to a counselor and get some help. The universal truth of life is that you can't do everything, and there's no need to be ashamed for asking for help when you need it. So go, be amazing, reach your limits, and when things get hard, reevaluate and do your best. Uh, the too long didn't read version, you can't do everything, so if you're getting burned out, reach your limit, but don't exceed it. Take care of yourself. Great fucking advice, dude, or dudette. Um, I really don't have anything to add. And if people are struggling right now with being highly stressed or highly anxious and feelings like suicide or just like, you know, ending it all or creeping into your mind, that's a red flag. Like this person is saying, you know, stop what you're doing and evaluate is this fucking shit worth it? Probably not. It's just college, you know? 
there are plenty of opportunities. It's not like if you fuck up this time that you've, you're doomed forever, right? I've seen people attempt college for years and years and years because they that's their goal and they want to achieve it and they've had setbacks. Think of the college students I've had on this podcast that have talked about it. You know, two out of the three I can think of off the top of my head took way longer than the t- typical college student. Um, they're called the non-traditional student, but as I've talked about numerous times, they are actually the traditional student these days. There are more people like that taking longer to get through college for whatever reason, whether it be financial, mental health, um, having to balance work, life, school commitments, or whatever. Who cares? Uh, it's taking people longer, and that's fine. So I really like this person's, uh, the way they said it. It was very succinct. And although I said I didn't have much to add, apparently I did. I just kind of want to reaffirm what they said. Um, it's not worth your mental health, you know, if you're feeling like that. Uh, reevaluate, figure out what's important to you, do what you can, make the changes, and be okay with it. All right, guys? Um, hope this helps out, you know, even just one person out there to be like, oh, I'm not alone. All right. And with that, let us get into today's uh, topic, main topic for today, we're going to be talking about momentum. And we're not necessarily going to be talking about it in the physics term. So when you think of momentum from a physics standpoint, it's actually a pretty simple mathematical equation. Uh, velocity times mass equals momentum. Uh, so I don't really want to talk about that too much uh, in terms of the physics of it. I want to talk about momentum of life. It's something I have uh, spent a lot of time, as I mentioned, thinking about, especially in light of some of the things that happened over the summer with me and my family. I've talked about it on the, uh, a little bit, but um, you know, I had a pretty good momentum going through the spring, you know, finishing up this podcast, um, finishing up my online course, getting that released, you know, things were into going into the summer really looking up and momentum was strong. And then uh, I had some personal tragedy with uh, losing a family member unexpectedly. And it just kind of, you know, halted that momentum and, and we, we backslid for a while there over the summer, you know, um, reverse momentum, right? Kind of the death spiral thing that you hear about sometimes talked about online. And so it took a while, but eventually you kind of stop the momentum from, you know, getting away from you and then start to move forward again. And uh, it's really hard to kind of quantify that, you know. That's why, although I'm not really going to talk about the, f- the physics of it, um, I will, you know, touch on it a little bit. Um, so where do we see momentum in life? Right? We see it in our, in our personal lives to a certain extent, right? Things go well, and it, it sort of seems like when things start to go well, more, th- more good things happen. And then the reverse, right? Murphy's Law, if something is bound to go wrong, it will. And just when, you, just when things are bad enough, it seems like the, the uh, sort of unexpected bad thing happens, right? You... you, you unexpectedly uh, fall short on money at the end of the month and then you have your car breakdown, right? It's like, oh, there could not have been a worse time for this to happen. And so 
I've been very interested in this because I think of momentum not only in my own life, but in a variety of things that really interest me, right, that I've talked about in various podcasts, right? I won't go into them in depth, but, you know, I'm into sports and and baseball. The playoffs and the World Series has been going on and just finished a few weeks ago. And, whoa, the Cubs won, and uh, they were actually down in the series three games to one in the best of seven and came back and won three straight. You know, momentum was clearly on the side of the other team that I actually happen to be rooting for, I will say. Um, I was rooting for the Indians, and they were up 3-1, and I was like, oh, they got this. And all of a sudden, kind of momentum shifted, and, you know, the Cubs kind of got it got it from them and, and, and kept it the rest of the series. And so momentum is talked about hugely in sports, um, and there's been studies done on it um, to varying results. Um, they've talked about uh, momentum in the NFL, and I have some uh, studies linked to or discussions about some of these studies in today's show notes. There will be links. Um, there's one on momentum in the NFL. There's another study they did on Cornell hockey. Uh, I know I came across another study that I didn't link to, but it's pretty popular. You could probably just search. It's, uh, it was on done on the Philadelphia 76ers over the course of a season and a half, and they tracked their shots to see if somebody made a shot did it did was it more likely that they would make their next shot you know kind of this idea of like let's test momentum um in the stock market we see momentum discussed a lot right uh well you guys might not know if you don't look at the stock market but there's this saying in the stock market the trend is your friend so if if stocks have been in an uptrend if they've been doing well the last few days the chances are better that they're continue that they're going to continue to do well than backslide, and this has been there's been various studies done on this, and some some of it has bore out that this is true. Um, so my interest in the stock market, I saw that as well. I'm like, hmm, momentum it appears to occur here as well as in sports, and then the topper, the thing that just kind of like put it over the edge, um, not necessarily an interest of mine, but something that you had to be aware of, even if you're not interested in, um, the results of the U.S. national presidential election um, was one that not many people were expecting. And it was clear that one candidate had momentum for a long time, and then at some point the other candidate kind of got the momentum and, and wrote it to an unexpected victory. And so in sports, in uh, economics, in in the economy, and in, you know, elections, we see uh, momentum kind of surface. And it's hard in some ways to kind of dissect and quantify, but I'm going to attempt to talk about it a little bit based on some of the reading I've done about the psychology of momentum, right? So we're going to shift sort of away from... Uh, sort of the, the the physics of it and the, the math and talk a little bit about the psychology. So I have a quote here uh, from a Psychology Today article about momentum. Our naive sense of the physical world and impersonal forces like speed and momentum may carry over directly to the psychological world. Sports fans in particular will swear to the validity of momentum in athletic contests, both individual momentum and team momentum. Players, for reasons not fully understood, will suddenly go on a roll. 
or they'll get the quote-unquote hot hand, or they'll just as suddenly lose their momentum, and the contest will shift in an opponent's favor. Is this just magical thinking, or is there something to the idea of psychological momentum affecting performance? Psychologists have begun to work on a unifying theory of psychological momentum that begins with the basic laws of Newtonian physics. Psychological velocity is provided by some important event. In sports, that is usually the, quote, big play that turns the tide, a key interception in a football game, or a steal and a slam dunk in hoops. Mass, according to the theory, is provided by the social context. How important is the game? Is the team emotionally invested in the outcome more than the others? Multiply the two and you get the psychological momentum. So if we think back to what the actual equation to, uh, to calculate momentum, it was mass times velocity equals momentum, right? So in this article, they, it, they attribute mass is the social context. Like, how important is it? What's riding on it, right? If it's just a random baseball game in the middle of April, two weeks into the season, it might be less meaningful. There might be less mass behind it than if it was the last day of the season and a playoff berth was riding on the win, Right? Certainly a lot more mass there. Um, and then we have mass times, what, velocity. So velocity, they talk about psychological velocity, um, is provided by an important event. So like a big play. You know? So they, it needs, there needs to be some sort of uh, instigator, right? Something to initiate momentum away from where it was, right? Or sometimes there's just no momentum either way. If it's like a, um, a sporting contest, right? And it's like, say, a, a soccer match. And it's just back and forth. And it's played very much in the middle of the field. No team seems to have momentum. And then it's like a penalty kick, you know, comes along. You know, somebody commits a foul. There's a penalty kick. And all of a sudden, they, you know, they score. And it's like, oh, momentum is clearly shifted, right? So... The, the amount of momentum would deter, be determined by how big is this game? You know, is this just some pickup game that doesn't matter really? It's just being played for fun? Or is this the fucking World Cup finals, right? Um, and then velocity is the big play, right? That penalty kick was the instigator to get momentum going in that one team's direction. And they, that's called psychological velocity. And if you could ever figure out a way to measure those things and determine how much velocity that event had and how much mass that social context was of it being the height of the World Cup, uh, you might be able to quantify what you would get if you multiplied those two numbers, psychological momentum. Um, I'm not able to do it, but I think it's an interesting idea. Um, so that is from a Psychology Today article that I am linking to in today's show notes. The best uh, article I read on the topic was uh, a research study and sort of a literature review on, um, that was published in a, in a kind of a peer-reviewed scholarly journal, um, and I found some good info in there. It's by Seppo E. Iso Aola and Charles Dotson, and it's entitled Psychological Momentum, Why Success Breeds Success. 
And that's really what we're talking about here, right? I mean, you've heard that phrase probably innumerable amount of times, but the research that they, the evidence that they present in their lit review seems to me to kind of confirm this is true. That if you experience success, it's easier to have future success. Uh, and that things aren't as random as some people would like us to believe. So I'm going to take a quote from this lit review to talk about what I think is one of the more interesting points. Psychological momentum is an altered state and a felt state of mind in which a performer senses things going unstoppingly his or her way. It is experienced as a psychological force in which several factors or qualities converge in a synergistic way to make to enable one to perform at a level not ordinarily possible. Notably, it is accompanied by perceived superiority over an opponent, attribution of success to oneself, increased sense of confidence, we call that self-efficacy, control and competence. Psychological momentum is directly reflected in a heightened subjective probability of success. And this increased probability signals the birth of psychological momentum and its growing magnitude. Because psychological momentum critically depends on initial success, the above-mentioned qualities are only contributing factors that alone cannot make psychological momentum possible. For example, most athletes enter competition with no confidence, uh, but it is only when this confidence is significantly increased due to initial success that it further fuels a sense of momentum and thus contributes to subsequent success. That is why initial success is critical for momentum building. So why is that important? Well, you need some kind of initial thing to go right in order for momentum to shift and start to go in your favor. If things are going bad and momentum is, is, is going in reverse for you, right? Things are accelerating in the negative, right? Worse things keep happening. Failure is breeding more failure. Um, the first thing to do to stop that is to kind of have one small, even if that's all you can muster, successful thing happen, right? If you could turn it around or prevent it from happening, right? Every day these horrible things are happening and all of a sudden today I, I got it to be so that it didn't happen. You know, it was sort of like a neutral day. Nothing good happened, but at least the bad things stopped. And you can attribute that to something that you did, right? That's another aspect of this psychological momentum thing that was discussed a lot in this literature review is the person has to attribute it to something that they did and were in control of, not some force of luck, right? Um, Because then the person's just going to, you know, play it off as luck. It's like, oh, I was just lucky today, right? But if it's something that is not attributed to luck, if it's something that they said, well, I actually made a change and that led to this thing that is normally bad that happens to me didn't happen today. That's how the tide starts to turn, you know? And it had have to kind of happen you know, once you experience that, it's going to be easier for the next day for it not to happen. And maybe even then something positive to happen. So a uh, really interesting concept. And I think in terms of thinking about um, people's recovery 
and I think it's really a good way, another way to kind of align what happens in psychological momentum in the same way it does with sports, the stock market, uh, all the things we've talked about. They're all psychological, you know. Sports, yeah, a lot of it is determined on skill and ability. Um, But when everybody is in the top 1% in, in skill class, you know, there's such little that separates you know, the top of the top, you know, the NFL athletes. Um, what is, the, you know, what gives them the edge is that psychological component, right? Um, in the stock market, you know, I've heard time and time again from people that have done it for a long time that it's not so much built on um, actual factual calculations of what companies are worth, but more what people think in their sentiments of what companies are worth. You know, there's a lot of um, stocks with a story, they'll say, you know, and the story basically fuels the price because people feel psychologically good about the company, you know, and it has uh, some sort of favorable, like, potential long-term, you know, event that could happen. It's really positive, and so the success of people talking about it in, in a positive way is breeding the success which, which translates to a higher stock price. Um, so... Let's wrap up because I want to kind of give you some practical things, you know, to kind of take away from this. It's like, okay, now that we've talked about momentum and we can say it's probably a true thing based on some of the research. Um, What I liked about that lit review is they kind of debunked some of the studies that um, that were debunking psychological momentum by saying they weren't really um, well-designed studies. And I'm not going to get into the math, but I I could understand a little bit of what they were talking about, and it made sense to me. So let's talk about ways that we can harness momentum and build upward momentum. So I was just searching online to kind of find some articles that related to practical things, and it's actually kind of hard because it's such a fuzzy science. So I'm going to give you some, some guidelines. So one article, this is a life hack article, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, talks about ways to harness momentum. First, you have to stop the negative momentum, and I completely agree with that. Um, you can't have success unless you have at least stopped the bad from happening, right? You may have, you know, a random event here and there amongst a bunch, a bunch of piles of uh, shit around you, you know, the negative, ultimate descriptor of negative momentum. Um, but so you may see a rose amongst all those piles, um, but really you have to move away from the piles and get into a field where there are more, uh, more potential for roses. So stopping the negative momentum would, would require that event you know, moving, um, start small. You know, we talk about this in, in lots of different ways in terms of goal achievement. Um, don't shoot for the moon, right? Start with a little victory, and that little victory is going to get you feeling a little bit better, but that's going to make the next victory that much easier to achieve. And that victory might be a little bit bigger, and you might feel a little bit better about that one. And that's going to make it a little easier to achieve something bigger. You can't start huge. Start small. Recognize when you've done that thing, right? Don't just gloss over it. Um, If you really believe it was you and not luck, great. Even if it was luck, you know, there's probably something in that where you made that luck, right? Talk about you make your own luck. Totally believe that. And I believe this kind of 
is probably related to that. Um, so recognize the, the um, small successes that you have and reward yourself for them. Leverage habits and routines into successful momentum. So, you know, I could do a whole episode on this and I have, but, you know, little ones, right? I've been trying to do just like 20 minutes of exercise three days a week. And I had to start by doing it every day for a month. <laughs> um, I did it every day for a month. You know, it was only like five minutes a day. Um, but that got me into the mindset of being like, okay, this is part of my life now. And it's actually building positive momentum for me. And I'm not going to talk about why. You all know why exercise is good. Uh, and then I cut it back after a month. I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to do it three days a week. But I'm going to go harder at it and do like 20 minutes. Um, and that's been successful. Um, but I had to start small. I had to start with one day, five minutes. You know, And it was hell. <laughs> but it was easier the next day. Right? Leverage habits and routines. They are your friend in getting um, positive momentum building your way take pride in your success in what you do you know that article uh, that reddit post from before talked about like do what you can and feel proud you know i think i don't know if they said it but i heard it you know in take pride in that little bit that you are able to get done don't just write it off as and think about the shit that you didn't get done or failed to do take pride in what you did do take breaks when you need them sustain your energy over the long haul it's a marathon not a sprint that being said, it's important to remember with momentum that it is generally from what the science has said, uh, short-lived and temporary in nature. So just because you have negative momentum going your way, it's actually fairly easy to stop it if you, you make the concerted effort. Um, and unfortunately, when you have positive momentum your way, it's easy for that to trail off too, right? And think about if you've been on a diet or on an exercise routine and it's been working well and then you miss one or two days, you get out of, you get out of your routine, the momentum just like is deflated, like just a balloon. Blah. <laughs> uh, and then the last set of suggestions here, how to build upward momentum. This is from uh, Inc.com. This is a more of an entrepreneurial focus. Um, make a list of at least six areas in your life and work. The, oh, sorry. Make a list of at least six areas of your life and work that are important to you. Resolve to take at least one action every day to improve that area of your life. Schedule those actions into your daily routine. And step four, execute. Step five, in Derek world, profit. <laughs> um, so that one is a little more, I think, challenging. You know, if you can't do six areas, you know, do it to a manageable amount, two, three areas of your life or work or in our case, school, college that are important to us. Resolve to take at least one action every day to improve. And I would say each of those areas, right? If you have three areas you're focusing on, try and do three little things related to those three areas. They could be tiny things. It's okay. Um, it's just that you did that little thing and that's going to carry over to net till tomorrow. Um, and of course executing is important and you can't profit unless you are, are tracking what you're doing and, and sort of holding yourself accountable. So that's why I like the idea of scheduling the activities, writing them down, putting them, making them part of your daily routine. So, um, that is all I have for today. So you should be thinking for your home exercise that I have suggested for you. <laughs> um, determine your present momentum direction first. Are you in a, a sort of a positive uptrend right now? 
Are you sort of down in the dumps, uh, sort of in a stressful situation like that Reddit poster was talking about, and this is more of a negative downtrend time for you, or sort of, are you just kind of drifting, kind of not really, you're kind of directionless, not really feeling positive or negative. So determine that momentum direction and figure out where the friction might be. Um, so if you're in a negative downtrend, you know, what's, what's the priority thing that's, that's causing that? And, and work to take a small step to add into your routine to kind of work on that. Um, if you're sort of directionless now, you know, one little thing in an area that's important to you, maybe it relates to the goal that you're working on this week uh, or this semester, um, detect that friction and sort of, you know, get a little psychological sandpaper in there and, uh, you know, work it and get it smoothed out and you might find it a little easier to tackle that same thing or, you know, a similar thing in the future. And then if it's po- if you're in sort of a positive uptrend, um, I kind of feel like I've been been in a positive uptrend for a little while now. I feel like the when I think about the podcast, I think it's been the momentum has been good. Um, I want to keep that. So there's little things that I've been doing, you know, in my routine. You know, starting the the content earlier, you know, has been helping. So um, so determine where your direction is at when it comes to psychological momentum figure out where the friction is and use that psychological sandpaper that such a weird analogy to uh, sort of figure out a way to, to um, ease those barriers and make it a little easier for you to uh, achieve that goal so I'm coming in at 30 minutes and 15 seconds uh, I know I have a little bit of editing to do but um, hopefully you guys enjoy this uh, shorter but more densely packed episode uh, can't wait to come back with you guys next week so kill it this week uh get at those goals i will talk to you next week peace